everybody, welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. As always, make sure you guys follow our socials down below. TikTok, we're almost at 100 followers. Get us there. The support's been going crazy on TikTok recently. So get us to 100 there. Instagram, like I said, get it up to get uh, get that rolling 200. And yeah, follow, follow everywhere else. We've dropped some challenge videos for you guys. So, yeah. you know, hit that subscribe button on the YouTube shorts like you guys have been. Uh, yeah, um, just a heads up, this weekend we'll be dropping a uh, guest video. We recorded a guest, one of our, he's actually a returning guest. You guys can figure that out on your own. Uh, talked about his journey and everything like that. So, yeah, just FYI there. Make sure you guys tune into that. Put, turn on the notifications for it. You don't want to miss it. Um, and outside of that, let's just get right in. Oh, audio listeners, can't forget about you guys. Joven, shout out. Brussels, USA, I guess. <laughs> Brussels mainly. <laughs> we should check the numbers out. Though, USA is at top. I checked it. Okay. So but yeah, no, but uh, it's like an NA. I don't know why. It's like so That city is the NA location. Yeah. So it doesn't even tell me the exact location. Yeah. Um, but you know, make sure you guys rate, review, and obviously, download. And obviously, Surrey and Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> rate, review, and download the podcast. You know, we just got to shout out Brussels because we're, you know, we're in That's Europe. a random one. And Europe. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, NFL. Let's get right into it. Without further ado, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are the scariest team in football, potentially. Are they back? Are they Super Bowl contenders once again? Are they going to make think, me look smart? Uh, we'll start off there. I think they've always been contenders, obviously. That doesn't really but it doesn't change too much, in my opinion. But, yes, were they playing poorly? 100%. Don't get me wrong. But I think they've been back since... I think that Philly game really helped them with the bye and then the Chiefs game as well um, but that Philly game they played good football that game right I can't really like discredit what the Bills did that game it's just that you know Philly's a good team and sometimes you lose those heartbreakers so then based off that even Josh Allen said himself that like, he, he felt him he felt good mechanically that game and obviously from that point on they've been very good and it also helps when you have the bye week as well because they had a late bye how with, much is it Ken Dorsey going that also is another effect too, yeah. Because uh, Joe Brady's using James Cook as more like the he, that the unicorn style, right? He like, literally cooked. Yeah. Like he, he, James Cook is like those McCaffrey, like Alvin Kamara receiving back types of uh, running backs, and obviously on the ground he had hundred something, two hundred scrimmage yards total against the Cowboys defense, which is no joke at all. So, yeah, he's using James Cook like a proper weapon, which we haven't really seen before. Yeah. Um. I guess the question is, no, I don't think they're frauds anymore. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, that was, no. That's the question. Like, but they still got to get in. Yeah. They still got to get in. That's a different story, right? Is this, So you're labeling that team to be like, don't let that team to get in. Because if don't they get it. in, they'll be, they're like the Lakers like from last year. Don't let them get like, in. Don't let them get an opportunity to get in a playoff spot. Because if they do, they might do, they might cook. They're the, they're the most dangerous teams. Like the ones that are on that hot stretch entering the playoffs. And right now they're on a good stretch. And they're going to need to be on that good stretch. The next two games are very winnable. Cincy Bengal style. Yeah. Except this is more a well-known team. That yeah. Should be better. But. but like this is, the thing is like they they have the Patriots and the Chargers or Chargers then Patriots, whatever it is. Yeah. They have those two games next. Those are very winnable. You win those two games and depending on Miami's schedule, the division not even out of the picture because Miami has the Cowboys and the Ravens. Then, yeah. then the Bills. And that's the, you know, Miami's biggest question mark was, can they get that big win? But, but, but before you go, Buffalo's biggest weakness was beating the bad teams. AKA the lost Jets, lost yeah. the Patriots, all these guys, right? So they still got to get it done, but don't, you don't want to, if they make the playoffs, you don't want to face them. Yeah. I mean, 
we'll get to the playoff picture later on. So we'll bring we'll revisit Buffalo. Too late for Josh Allen to be MVP though. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would, would would you say his last couple performances were MVP caliber? No, I'm not saying his overall year. I'm saying his last couple performances. Ever since the change, the OC change. I mean, I'm not really. It's not like MVP performance. It was more like their wins were like good team wins, right? Good defense, good running game, and obviously Josh Allen did his Josh Allen things. It's not like it's not like it, it was anything like amazing, right? Like or like top notch like what Mahomes was last year. It was good yeah. Josh Allen. It was very good Josh Allen quarterback play. So I don't think it was like MVP performance. Okay. The hero Josh Allen that we see a lot. Like, And honestly, he needed to get away from that. Yeah, okay. So we both picked Buffalo in our fantasy family, fantasy pool. And we obviously discussed this in our game of the week. First of all, our game of the weeks have always been blowouts, I think. Or something. Yeah. Something. It hasn't been like the true game of the week. Is the MVP race so close that Dak lost it now? Let's go. Let's flip, flip over to the Cowboys. Uh, we'll revisit the Buffalo Bills in the playoff picture. But uh, Dallas Cowboys, is Dak now out of the MVP picture because of this game? I don't think so. I think he's still in there. I don't think he... Like, obviously, don't get me wrong, they were bad. But they were bad everywhere. It wasn't just Dak. Right? Like, their defense allowed 31 points. And it, considering that talent on that defense, you know, you're not... I don't care what any team... Whoever team you are, like, you don't, you're not expecting to put up 31 points against that Dallas defense. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, Dak obviously threw a pick. And, uh, Only 134 yards. 134 yards. Yeah, it's not the best performance, but I don't think it takes him out of the conversation because we, ca- we can't disregard what he did for like the last six weeks as well. But how much does that elevate Brock Purdy now? Or, you know, speaking of, we have Sunday Night Football on in the background, Lamar Jackson, if depending on how he does this game. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't help his case for sure. So, obviously, if that's the case, right, Jalen Hurts. I think yeah. No, I think Jalen Hurts. No, Jalen Hurts is done too. So yeah, it's Lamar. Like it will elevate Lamar's case, and obviously, if Lamar gets a big win here, yeah, which is gonna propel their position to be the number one seed, it's gonna be Lamar. Out of the QBs, you had Dak one. Does Dak fall to two? Put Lamar to the side. We're Dak falls to two. So is Brock Purdy ahead of him? No, Lamar's ahead of him. So you don't even have Brock Purdy ahead of him. No. Because there's many people that have Brock Purdy winning it. No. Yeah, because of their like, like Brock Purdy, you want to say his stretch, ever since that small stretch and that bye week, he's been on a tear. Yes. This MVP thing is so close that like this could put Doc out of the picture. Potentially. Right. I don't I don't think it's out of the picture. He still like will be in the conversation. We're assuming quarterbacks because we're assuming all quarterbacks. Okay, but, uh, uh, now let's put that let's yeah. put in how much are you gonna give Christian McCaffrey the credit? Let's stick it with Brock Purdy for a second. I'm still giving it to McCaffrey out of Purdy. Okay, and then Tyreek didn't play today. Sunday, as his time is recording. And I don't think it matters. Well, because people are saying he'll only get it if he breaks the record, right? Yeah. I don't know if he's still on pace. I think he should be on pace still. Uh, let's see how he does it in these last couple of games. But you, for you, it's one of... If you were to do an overall ranking, is it one and two Tyree, Christian McCaffrey, and then then it's like Lamar? Or yeah. are you doing yeah, one yeah. of those two, then Lamar, and then one of those two at three? No, it's, it's, it's the first one. The One of Hill and McCaffrey... Then one of Hillman McCaffrey at number two. Yeah. And then Lamar. And then on you right now with knowing Hill did not play and how McCaffrey performed today, granted it's the Arizona Cardinals. How are you ranking it right now, MVP? Oh, that's tough. Because obviously the records like when you're looking at it like in real realistic fashion, Tyreek needs the record. And obviously that's gonna take a little hit when he doesn't play today. So in that case it, it might just be given to a quarterback. So that, but I'm still giving it to Tyreek. He's still number one for me. It's not How changing. How confident are you that one of those two will get MVP this year? I'm not very confident. It's the NFL. Yeah, it's the NFL MVP award, 
right? You you were never confident in a position player winning. Because AP was the last one, right? Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I think that was back in twenty twelve. Yeah, around that. Yeah. One, but yeah, no, I don't MVP, think any wide receiver won either. The MVP either. conversation changes every week, right? Uh, dude, is, has any wide receiver won? Or it's been a long time since a wide receiver I'll won? Double check. But yeah, you're right. MVP conversation. Oh, the only ones I remember were Lawrence Taylor and Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Uh, maybe Jim Brown won it back. I don't think day. a wide receiver did. Jim Brown's a wide running back, anyways. Okay, but <laughs> so you could right now, but a QB ranking wise, um, it's for you. It's still Lamar now, depending on how this game goes. So that's still in like. Limit. Yeah, it's Lamar's one still. And then you have Dak, and then you have Purdy. Yeah, I'll still give edge it out to Dak, but that 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 gap is way too close now. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's gonna take a hit when. Uh, We'll see what Dak does against the cow, uh, the Dolphins next week. So the Dolphins eight, are a good defense too. There's 18 uh, Q, non-QB winners. This list apparently includes a kicker. Zero yeah, wide yeah. receivers though. Zero wide receivers. So yeah, so Tyreek so Hill can make history by a- becoming the first yeah, wide receiver. So the guys are AP, Ladanian Tomlinson back in 06. So it's even like, it it's obviously doesn't happen often. Sean Alexander won in 05. So running backs back-to-back years. <laughs> the three, last three winners are running backs. Yeah, so obviously running backs. Marshall Falk, so four. <laughs> because running backs are like, when you think about it this At way. At that time. Especially. I know, but like when you think about it this way, like running backs are like, yeah, obviously O-line's a big factor. Yeah. But it's like, it's on the running back, right? Because if you're like I'm running the ball, the higher yeah. you get yards. Like if you're getting like 140 yards, you're taking the credit. But yeah. if you're taking zero cards, um, zero yards, you know, it's going to be a little bit different there. Whereas wide receiver, the quarterback's getting the ball. Barry Sanders shared it with Brett Favre one year. Actually? 1997. Wow. Literally everyone on this is at running back. Yeah, yeah. Everyone on this list. So, yes, yeah, no wide receiver. Um, who's that? Ki- I wonder what kicker it was. Now that I'm interested, let me just look this up. Uh, Lawrence Taylor was obviously the, f- the non. Yeah, Ed Rush. Uh, and that's the case with Aaron Mark Donald. Mosley. Aaron Donald should have won one. Redskins. So, is that, if, that, if that was the case, <laughs> Justin Tucker would ever have... Did he or Venetri ever have an opportunity to do it? No. Well, there's no <laughs> chance. <laughs> like, how would a kicker win it? I know this is obviously in the 70s or 80s. It's just a defensive game back then. <laughs> the so only points you get are field goals. <laughs> so, it's either your running back and then your kicker. Yeah. And it's not like you get touchdowns. Why is this guy not the greatest kicker then? <laughs> okay, okay yeah. MVP. But, uh, yeah, no. Like, overall, Cowboys, though. Let's, let's end the Cowboys talk here. Concerning, or is it just one game blip? Um, do they fall on your rankings? Are they still three on your rankings? Did they move up because of Philly from last week? So, how, what do you think I of mean, the Cowboys right now? Is it the classic Stephen A. Smith? What, the, will, the list is fluid. The, what could go wrong will go wrong. Just wait. Okay. And we 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 yeah. genuinely we thought we thought the Bills would have won because it was the Cowboys' loss, due especially in Buffalo. The thing is this: you're concerning away from home. It yes. is concerning away from yeah. home because they dominate at home. Because if they went, if the Eagles win Monday Night Football, which we'll get into yeah, later, yeah, like you could tell by their record against the Eagles, like they won their last six home games against the Eagles. Yeah, so you could tell like there's a thing, and then they're always losing in Philadelphia. So, yeah, uh, as an away team, it is concerning, but as an overall team, I think it's just a blip. But we'll see. We'll be another true test next week against the Dolphins for the Cowboys. But yeah, no, they got they got. Uh, Especially defensively, uh, it's a blip, hundred percent, and you're gonna get another big test, especially if Tyreek Hill plays next week, as well against a high-powered offense like Miami. So, yeah, uh, you gotta give them another game just because they've been on such a hot stretch. 
All right, let's move on to Thursday Night Football. And when we previewed it, we didn't care. We just said Raiders are going to win. Now, we did not know they were going to score 63 points after a week before scoring zero. And then ultimately end up winning 63-21. But the scoreline was closer than it was. It was like 42 nothing at one point. Um, so, overall game, we don't need to talk about it. It was the so Raiders ugly that you just said 63-21 was the closest part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Um... This was obviously Easton Stick, so it wasn't even Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen. I expected a loss. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, especially defensively. Um, but on the other uh, other side of things, the, it's the re, uh, post-game thing. They finally done it. The Chargers finally fired Brandon Staley, and on top of that, they fired pretty much a lot of the coaching staff on the defensive and side. And Tom Telesco. And Tom Telesco. Um, the Chargers GM, general so manager. St- let's, talk, let's start with Staley first before we go to Tom Telesco. Obviously, you're happy. So, well, I'm happy. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm not as happy because not you fired him because at this point, like when you needed to fire him, you didn't fire him. You fire him when your QB is injured. Uh, you're not gonna have a proper interim coach at this point because who's gonna like Kellen Moore rejected the interim spot because he's like he didn't want to hurt his chances. And in a way, I get his point because. How is he going to turn around, give this team a couple of wins even? Like, just say they had a fighting chance. At this point, just go get Brock Bowers or whatever best player available in the draft will be, you know. Uh, obviously, Quentin Johnson at the moment isn't doing well. It, it might be another Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson situation there, but obviously, it's a rookie. Um, we'll see what he does with a different offensive staff or if it is diff- going to be a different offensive staff. But... Um, it's too late at this point. Like, like, what's the point, right? Like, now it's what's the... I get it. You got 63. He, you probably had literally zero choice but to fire yeah, him. Yeah, 100%. That's the only reason why you did it. I bet you if this game was like, I don't know, 21-7, he would have still stayed. Yeah, so 100%. There was no point. But like, because you dropped 63, um, you know, he should have been fired. Speaking of the Jaguars, like that after that playoff game, because there was no excuse, especially as a defensive coach, to blow a 31-whatever-nothing lead it was. 30-nothing lead, because they ended up losing like 31 30 I don't think it was 30 nothing. It was like something less than that. I think it was like 20, it was 27 nothing. 27 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the field goal later. But yeah, no, I think it's just too late at this point. But you know, finally you did it. You came to your senses. So job well done there. Um, we'll talk about the coach and uh, who could be a replacement. But Tom Telesco, not surprised either. The team has been underperforming since. No, the, I mean, yeah. You did well by picking up Justin Herbert, I guess. And you, you know, I think he deserves that contract. Um, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, QBs. there's not, there's nothing on Herbert. Yeah. Um, but you didn't do. I don't, I don't know. How much can you really blame Telesco outside I of the coach situation? He did his best. Like, like on you, paper, he put together a good team. Yeah. Like if you're telling me a team with like a defense with Cleo Mack, Joey Bosa, right, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. You brought in JC Jackson. How yeah. Much obviously, that, that one or whatever. Yeah. You okay? Shit happens, him. right? Uh, who knows? That that's like a fifty-fifty because yeah. you did throw him a fat contract as well, but. I know if like the no, the four players I just listed, right? You're telling me that defense is not performing well, and you have a defensive coach, and you have a defensive coach. I I can't blame you oh, for that. Sebastian Joseph Day as well. Yeah, like, type yeah, guy. yeah. Like there's many more. I'm just named the four yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. Like there's many more good role players. Like Kenneth Murray falls into that category as well. Flip side, offensive line. I don't think he did a good enough job. So that one I blame Telesco a little bit more Who because at the end of the day. Her, like Rashawn Slater, yeah. they signed Corey Lindsley, but, but I think he he sh- like you could tell that Herbert is getting injured. Like Herbert plays hurt a lot, right? In his last couple of years, and obviously this year with the broken hand, he's gonna be out. I I, I, I I can't that one. I'm gonna put on Telesco just because at the end of the day, what let down Herbert was 
defense and the offensive line as well. Def- what, how much could you put on Telesco that Mike Williams is getting hurt? Yeah, that Peter part. Yeah, Allen's so that's hurt. that's why I didn't put weapons. I didn't say oh, weapons. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying in yeah. general because like the injuries are. I guess you could say O line for Herbert, sure, but outside of that, like for the most part, Herbert played every game. I think every ever since he came in. I know, but like, he's getting hit. But yeah, that's the know. point. Yeah, um, I don't know if Telesco deserved to lose his, lose his job. That's just me. But you know, if you're gonna do a fresh restart, just do a fresh restart at this point. You know what the thing is, the way he spent the money. Exactly. I was right? that up now. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot to save the thing. He has money on Cleo Mack. He has money on obviously Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, uh, J.C. Jackson. I think he still has to pay. Um, I don't know how the trade, um, the f- financial f- stuff work. And um, yeah, like, and then uh, obviously I think Derwin James. You have uh, Joey Bosa on the list. So I don't know if someone's gonna get cut at that point. Maybe I could see a guy like Cleo Mack get cut, and right. Like guys like that, I could see one of the wide receivers maybe get cut. I don't know. They maybe if depending on how they finish, they could be. They might be able to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we'll look at the playoff picture and then I guess the draft picture in a second. Yeah. There, but yeah, like the thing is this, right? The Super Bowl window, right, is best when your quarterback's on a rookie deal. Yeah. He's not on that anymore. Exactly. Since he made the Super Bowl with Burrow, all right, with the, on his rookie de- on his rookie deal, so he. Ha- he created the way he spent the cash is like already he's telling the owners he's showing us that this is a Chargers window right now right we gotta get it done right the aggressive the aggressive moves he made to get obviously these good players just star players right like Cleo Max like on like up there in sacks I don't know how many like I don't know what place he is but like it's like one of Cleo Max's best years yeah. and that's like that's surprising to say because Cleo Max had many good years so like doing all these moves, bringing in Mac, s- signing all these players, you right? Kyle Van Noy, dude. Yeah, I'm um, signing Lindsley, Corey Lindsley from the Packers. Yeah, you were telling the owner that like this is our Super Bowl window, and you failed. You yeah. only made the play- you made the postseason once. You got you blew a lead. You you lost to a week week eighteen, well week seventeen matchup against the Raiders, which could have a been couple of years ago. So I guess because of the coach, he probably deserved to get fired. Because uh, I don't know. How, Okay, I can't blame him fully for not firing the coach. It could be the owner being like, I ain't trying to pay this guy. I don't know how much he was paid anyways. But yeah, I guess it's a fresh And on top of that, you hired Staley yeah. as well. <laughs> so, okay, I don't know much GMs. Who are you going to hire? Uh, like, uh, the only guy I really know that that's, might be capable is Lewis Riddick. But uh, how real this yeah. that be? Outside of that, I don't know who like the top guys are, obviously. Uh, you know, maybe you go look at... Who's one of the best? Someone under Howie Roseman? Right, yeah, but I guess. Again, like, is that gonna be a case where like, Belichick coaches shit the bed type of thing? You know, go elsewhere. How much was it just Howie, and how much was it like in the guy uh, who worked with Howie AGM or whatever the role might be? Um, yeah, right. Like, I don't know. Ballard was under the Kansas City tree. Yeah. So yeah, maybe someone there because Ballard, uh, you know, Ballard's only problem is he's not spending the money externally, uh, and uh, that could be an Ursa thing as well, but. Outside of that, let's talk about the coaches. Would you want this team... Okay, Belichick aside, because we know that's right now the rumored favorite spot. Um, outside of Belichick, because he's a defensive coach, we'll talk about that fit in a second. If it's up to you, offensive coach or defensive coach? Yeah, start there. Offensive coach or defensive... I mean, if you keep, have Herbert. If you're keeping Kellen Moore... I don't think he'll be back. I think the coach... Okay, so if he's going to... I think they're going to be a fresh, fresh restart. If it's a fresh restart... He's going to... If it's fresh restart, I still think their offense is like good enough. So like I won't mind a defensive coach, but obviously when you have like Herbert, 
uh, I mean, a defensive coach, sorry. But when you have Herbert, obviously, you're going to, you should favor an offensive coach, in my opinion. And get, get a guy who's a DC, who's like, you know, could just run the room, basically. Here's the thing with Kellen Moore. I think if they get an offensive coach, Kellen Moore ain't going to be there because I doubt he'll be a play caller. Uh, Usually, you know me, I usually go offensive coach, right? Like, uh, just because. Same, yeah. Because that's how you get, how are you going to get the points and you just get a really good defensive guy as much as I'm on, on Gus Bradley's case at times. He's still proven enough that I, okay, I don't hate it too much, but we'll talk about the Colts in a second. Um, this time, I might be like, obviously, I'm not saying Belichick, but maybe it might have to be, look at what D'Amico Ryan's is doing. Yeah, D'Amico right? Ryan's. Like, Raheem Morris it was a big candidate last year for the Colts. I'm bringing up a name right now. What? Brian Flores. Oh. Well, hey, there's another one. Spagnola. Spagnola, Lou, Lou Amaramo from the, yeah, the Bengals. So but what Flores is doing with the Vikings defense is yeah. pretty is pretty insane. And he has, he has the experience and, you know, it wasn't that And he was, a, he, was, he was a good head coach. Yeah. Like, especially with that Dolphins team, he was like a level record. Obviously, one year being really bad, one year they barely missed Even the playoffs. Even the years they were bad, <laughs> they were like the worst team in football and ended up five wins. That was a joke yeah, 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 year. Yeah. But no, like honestly, like the only offensive guys I remember, I was watching Nick Shook's um, Gridiron podcast. Um, I forget the other's name. Sorry about that. But um, the he was saying like the only real. Guy, oh no, sorry. It was it was that podcast, but also um, he when he was playing Madden, I was in his chat, and I asked him like, is Ben Johnson the only name available? Right, Ben Johnson being the OC of the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's like, yeah, that might be the best one outside of Lou. Uh, or Mar- Mar- he's a DC. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Outside of him, really. But, um, yeah, I think they might just maybe go uh, go defensive coach. No, that could be Belichick. And if it's Belichick, he might bring Josh McDaniels back. And whatever you want to say about Josh McDaniels, OC-wise, he's a stud, right? Yeah. Mac Jones was potentially rookie of the year, potentially. Yeah, yeah. He uh, was second. He was second. Yeah. Like, he was up. There was a reason why there was a debate of it. Right? Yeah, it became a debate. Yeah, um, I don't know how much if that means he has to like let go of his contract with um, with the Raiders because obviously he has a contract there being fired. But um, that's why I'm, I don't hate the fact that I'm getting a defensive guy and just get a d- good offensive guy. Right? Um, you look at is uh, um, who who are good def- good defense like obviously Demika Ryan's aside who uh, who are good defensive coaches that have a good offense this year? Do you know? Because Stefanski I think is offense. O'Connell's offense. Yeah. Obviously, the guys in the NL West or um, NFC West are offense. The two main guys there. Good offense. All, all three guys there, honestly. Oh no, Jonathan Gannon, but that's a different story. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay's offense is not pretty. It's not the best. But Todd Bowles leading the case there. Uh, Saint Saints can't be in the picture. So on Dan Campbell. Kind of, because <laughs> he's a defensive guy, I believe. Well, he was a linebackers coach, yeah. So. Yeah. So it could be like I you just so find, a, just ben find a, you have to find a Ben Johnson. I don't think Ben Johnson leaves unless you're gonna pay him more money to go lateral move and OC. But he has to, he like, has honestly, to be head coach. Yeah, like I might go after uh, Raheem Morris because he's had he's like I've remember I remember what listening to a lot of his stuff because of the Colts um, last year's situation yeah, yeah. and uh, how you know people on the Colts um, beat reporters were all in on him as well as between him and Steichen yeah it was between him go, and Steichen yeah. you couldn't go wrong with either so maybe a guy like Raheem Morris give him another opportunity now that he's you know and he knows working under Sean McVay he knows what a good offense can be at mine so he could bring someone from there whatever the case may be but yeah like honestly I might be leaning defense just because how bad their defense has been with those stud 
That's that why, mentioned. yeah. That's I don't the think. Only reason. I don't Otherwise, think I'm very offense biased. I, that's why I wanted Colts to get Shane Steichen for that reason. Yeah, yeah. But even then, like, look at Nathaniel Hockey, right? Look at. Well, the thing was, you have to bring in a play call. The thing with the Colts, the, the thing with the Colts offense is, you knew Colts were getting a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So that's why offense made sense for the yeah. Colts. The he, the thing here is, I don't think you go wrong offense or defense. Like, I don't think you can Kellen go wrong. Moore, I won't be mad with it. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you can't blame Quentin Johnson, Clem Moore for the drops Quentin Johnson has done. Or the O line or whatever like that. Okay, sh- that, okay. That he matters. takes blames for like, because their offense took a step back. Yeah. He takes blame for that, right? And obviously that's not a good look on him. But if he's still there, yes, he could get another shot at it for sure. But I don't think you go wrong offense or defense at the end of the day. But I'm gonna bring out this one name just for storyline purposes, right? I know he might have the, you know he might not have the best years, but the Chargers and the Chiefs are in the same division, and Eric Bieniemy <laughs> going with Justin Herbert against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure they're gonna like. Are they like? Look, uh, last thing on here because we've been spent actually more yeah, time yeah. on this than the Bills. Um, the Colts are now getting praised before they were getting clowned on and taking like three round interviews, the extensive search, and everything. Look what it led them. It got him Shane Steichen, who, in my opinion, not being biased now, it's not is coach of the year probably yeah. right. Like especially if, if they make the playoffs, he should be coach of the year. Um, like I said, it's between him and D'Amico. So, if I'm the Chargers, be patient with it. <laughs> look, every opportunity you get, right? Go look at um, maybe a Jim Bob Cooter if you want. Go look at... Well, d- well don't. don't. I'm just, saying, I'm <laughs> yeah, just putting yeah. names out yeah. there, like not being biased. Um, go look at uh, a name like Ben Johnson or Brian Johnson, I think is his name from Eagles now. Offensive coordinator. You got, uh, obviously... Bengals offensive... Yeah, listen. Bengals listen. offensive coordinator is Brian Callahan, right? No, he, was, he was also in the yeah. Colts thing, so he could be a good look there. Here's the thing here. Frank Wright could be a good OC back as well. Like I don't think he's going to get head coaching. No, no, 100%. So if, if, if Frank Reich wants to be back in some sort of way, familiarity with, uh, but the, thing with him familiarity is with the Chargers? He can't lead the offense because he was under Doug Peterson. True. So he, he has to be with the offensive True. guy. And I, 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 that might be a bad name, I just said, because uh, I know Nick Shook has said it a lot. Like The offense is very boring because everybody said if this was Frank Reich's offense this year, we would not be this good. But... Just yeah. creativity-wise. But, I mean, I, I guess a name to prove himself again. He doesn't have to worry about other headaches. But, um, yeah, no, yeah, your, your point's right there. But, like, yeah, look at look everywhere and take your time. That's all I got to say, right? Um, there's options. There there's are options. options. And uh, you guys, you could, you could be flexible, in my opinion. All right. Let's, speaking of the Colts, let's go to some, uh, the Saturday, some of the Saturday night Saturday games. Saturday games. And we'll lead that into the, the playoff Sunday, picture. Well, just the week in general, the week yeah. games in general. We'll start off with the AFC side. And obviously we'll start off with the Colts. Um, Bengals getting a big win over the Vikings. Which All right, we're not starting off with the Colts. <laughs> I'm just quickly listing off like, yeah. the quick ones. And then Broncos losing to the Lions. The yeah. Bengals, well, let's just touch on it quick. It was a comeback. It was a comeback Drake win. Drake Browning doing whatever he does. <laughs> He's doing Drake Browning things. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, Bengals are still alive, not dead in the water like we mentioned before. Yeah. They're on a three-game win streak. In the playoff spot. Vikings are still alive. They're not out of it at all. They, yes, Nick Mullins did some bad things, but he also did some really good things. So I do believe he is better. You have a better chance with him than Joshua Dobbs. Or Jaron Hall, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, um, crushing loss for the Vikings. Definitely a, could it, be man. a big blow. You had yeah. it. Jake, like that touchdown was insane. Yeah, and Tied then the game. yeah, Jake Browning, T. Higgins. Issue here now is T. Higgins is going to need to be their number one because Jamar Chase has a separated shoulder. Yeah, so we, I don't think there's any timeline yet, so we'll see for that. 
But, you know, another team that's in the playoffs, like we mentioned to it, Shane Steichen should be coach of the year, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, ended the streak, started off bad, got a big That hit was brutal on Michael Pittman Jr., who got his 1,000 yards, but one reception away from 100. Um, don't know if he'll be in time for next game. Maybe that extra day will help. Um, Concussion protocol is everyone is always like... You lose it's, it's, it varies from player to player. This game is the t- game where he's coach of the year because you... You have no JT, you lose Zach Moss. You uh, lose Pittman. And you lose Pittman, right? And then uh, you don't have Braden Smith. Now it helps that your old line, especially Q, is playing like... Um, You're lights out. Like pro bowler again. Um, you know, going against that defensive front, TJ Watts, arguably defensive, the defensive player of the year again, right? Arguably. Uh, some people obviously have Mac. Miles um, Garrett. Miles Garrett. So... Yeah, um, they're about the big win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are now looking for who have no quarterback, anyways. <laughs> right at the end, Pickett of the day. could be back next week. Um, if not, their playoff hopes are basically dead in the water. Yeah. Um, obviously their offense is atrocious. They went up to a they third. Got, they got, they got like, one touchdown. After that, thirteen. They were up thirteen nothing after. And that. I only counted it as the dumb scoring seven because it was a pump block which yeah. stopped at was stopped they at got the one yard. After and this is with Matt game. Pretty being, you know, bad. Three for five on field goals yeah. as well for Matt Gay. But yeah, no, on the cold side, right, Garner Minch was probably best game of the year. Yes. Um, Him, that one and the Titans one yeah. as, as well. Running game finally got going, which it hasn't been the last two weeks, which is also a big plus. And uh, yeah, I mean, the O-line cooked. Um, the wide receiver stepped up. Uh, Pierce made some good catches. DJ Montgomery had a drop in the end zone, but comes back with a touchdown catch himself. Moali Cox stepped up. Like, players stepped up. And, uh, and then defensively, once it was 13-0, they just didn't allow anything. Now, the bad news on the cold side of things are the teams that needed to lose, except maybe for one or two, ended up coming back and winning. We mentioned the Bengals. We, uh, the Cleveland Browns were up by, like, two t- uh, down by two touchdowns and came back and beat the Bears. Darnell Mooney almost made that. Uh, Hail Mary. The Texans um, came back without C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell and won that game and without Will Anderson as yeah. well. So this is why I'm D'Amico Ryan's is in consideration. I'm not saying he's... It's Tyken or D'Amico. Yeah. It's one or the other. And obviously, when it comes to that, we're going to be a little biased. But like, yeah. they're both very deserving. They're one and two. Um, you just flip it over how you want. Same record. It really, it really genuinely might come down to that last game. Yeah. It might, like the last game might decide a playoff team I mean, it might, it might and might decide Sunday coach of the year. Game. It might be the Sunday night football game too. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll get to the playoff picture in a second here. Just finish off this one game. The Carolina Panthers. You should have maybe rode with them. Yeah, I didn't. Their upset pick. <laughs> yeah. I, I played it safe just for because I'm actually like... You're kind of leading. I'm them. one point behind. Yeah. Right? So like I just went with the um, the majority. But yeah, they did. They pulled it off. Um, The Falcons couldn't stretch their lead. Yeah. Last bit of news, sorry. The Chiefs finally won against the Patriots. But this this news, um, it's related to the Jets. Obviously, we ended up losing 30 to nothing to the Dolphins without Tyreek Hill. But Aaron Rodgers could be back in a couple of weeks. How much of this is like, okay, publicity? Just it's publicity, man. Right? He's not playing. Yeah. He's not playing. It's just to get his name. And if you're playing, you're a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> for playing. Okay, so speaking of why he's going to be a dumbass, let's bring up the playoff picture. Um, obviously, we have a Sunday night football game that's half, almost a halftime right now, so that is not going to be as much included. We'll play hypotheticals with that. But well, this, this is more for like the one seed. Currently, basically. Baltimore, well, Jaguars for the division. As well, Jaguars for the division. Yeah. 
right? If they lose, it, it could obviously they have the tiebreaker, but but they're still it's the same record. That's not going to be like anything where like oh they're going to miss yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Baltimore right now is obviously in the first spot. Miami second. Kansas City's third. Jacksonville is fourth. So those are your four division leaders right now. Wild card one. Cleveland Browns still at nine and five. Joe Flacco is cooking. Cooking. Yeah. He was cooked and then started cooking. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals is now in there with eight and six, and the Colts are eight and six. Eight and six Texans and eight and six Buffalo Bills. All right, seven and seven Steelers, seven and seven Broncos. So Broncos and Steelers got it really bad. Broncos look like they were back to earth, like to what you expected. So did the but Lions. The, the teams that are so did the Lions as well. They look like they were back to the what Jets they are officially eliminated. I think the Titans should be officially eliminated because it's eight and nine is the highest. Yeah, let's just let's just get rid of those teams and the Chargers. The Bron and obviously the Chargers. You so want to still get rid of the Raiders? Yes. Six and eight. Yes. Okay. So there's take, no chance. Take that out. Um, actually, before we get to the playoff picture, let's just get this over with. Carolina with the win are still last place, so which means Chicago gets that pick. New England is at three and eleven, and Arizona is at three and eleven, and Commanders four and ten. Right? Do you believe that Carolina could somehow come out of that last spot, so Chicago's sake here, when they play the Packers, Jaguars, and the Bucks? No. Because it's <laughs> they Carolina control Chicago's destiny here. All three teams are like. Fighting for something, and New England has. It's a bro- different story if they're playing like New England has Broncos, Bills, Jets. If you're wondering, if that's no, I don't think game. anything happens. I don't think anything. So changes. you're just it's gonna just ride out losses. I don't for the see rest of that, and it doesn't really matter because Carolina don't have their picks, so, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. We're not gonna talk about the Justin Fields situation, but we'll talk about back to the playoffs, the, playoffs, the okay. teams that matter. Okay, <laughs> so we already know your your the playoff locks right now. Is Jacksonville a lock for you if they lose this game? A playoff lock? Yeah. Yes. There's still a playoff lock? Yeah. Okay. How much of a Because if they lose this game, they're still first place with tiebreakers. True. Right. So, and with the remaining schedule, they have the Panthers. But I'm and saying, they have I the don't Titans. know what the tiebreakers after, though. They have the Panthers and Let's the Titans. Let's just say the Colts win next week and Jacksonville loses this and next week. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. What do you mean what the tiebreaker is? So, if, Jaguar, if Jaguars lose this week and next week, yeah. the Colts will be ahead of them by one game. No, I'm talking about, so I'm talking about the wild card. So how are they a playoff lock? That's con- that's conference records, and they're not losing next week. They're playing the Panthers. True. They're not losing <laughs> next week. So okay. don't even put that into conversation. I I mean we kind of hope to do. Uh, well, obviously we hope to do. Like obviously. And okay, so Steelers and Broncos. Let's just start there. Steelers are done. Broncos have a chance because they have they could go three and zero with their remaining schedule. Patriots, Chargers, Raiders. Yeah, so they could go three and zero. Steelers are done because they got the Bengals and the Browns as well. Um. So yeah, they they have to go three and zero. You have to, like I said, you have to be at least ten wins. Yeah, I don't think they're getting ten wins. The Broncos still could get ten wins. Obviously, the Bills are in that conversation. So are the Texans. The thing with the Texans is they play the Browns. And we don't know CJ Stroud. I think he should be back this week. Next week. So that's gonna be a big game. If the Browns win that game, the Texans are might be in a dire spot. But at the end of the day, I think all three te- all the teams that are fighting need to go win out. Um, except for Cleveland, I think they could survive with two wins yeah but everyone else at the the Broncos the Bengals the Colts the Bills and the Texans all have to go 3-0 the thing is here that's not possible because a lot of those teams play each other Baltimore loses this game Cleveland is one game behind so it's not yeah. even like there's a clear cut division lead winner here except for the Chiefs yeah and that's because everyone else is bad and that's not because the Chiefs are good yeah yeah um so what? Okay, we're gonna ask. We're literally gonna be doing this for the last three weeks of the season, I think. Who's making the playoffs as of now? As of what you have seen, 
As of now, I think Browns are a lock in there. Okay. Um, that one game lead is gonna help them, and I think depending on what they do next week, the next few games will be big. Colts, they got two easy games, like two very winnable games. But it's the Colts. It is the Colts, and I do remember two years ago with with what happened with Carson Wentz. Yeah. And we have Gardner Minshew, but so it's not like we're confident. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But I still think they'll get the job done there. So I think the Colts are still. Okay. And I think the Bills get in. So right Bengals now. fall? So Bengals fall. Because Bengals got Pittsburgh, which obviously nothing nothing really good. That they should win that game in my opinion. Chiefs. But they got Chiefs and Browns. The Browns. And if, if Browns are playing for a division in the last week, it's not gonna be an easy game. They could still be playing for a playoff spot for all we know. Yeah. And then uh like to lock it. And the Chiefs, they're gonna be playing for the one seed, right? So those two last games are gonna be a little bit tough. But if they lose to the Steelers, then I think they're done, like, from just then. I don't think they're going to make it. Every aspect of this is, like, is this the closest playoff race we've seen? Like, yeah, 100%. Like, on the AFC side, no one's locked. I mean, I guess you could say someone's locked a position, but I'm not saying, like, no one's, like, clinched a certain spot. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, just, like, if the Ravens win this game, I think they should make it. Uh, well, actually, no, because of the division. But uh, outside of, like, but there's no, like, Ru- like runaway, you know what I mean. There's no runaway favorite. Yeah, like there's no one, no early lock. Like don't. I guess the Chiefs could be the only o- lock. But they, but but if the Chiefs are a lock to make the playoffs, which they should be, once they officially lock it, they're not a, at a locked. Spot. Ravens when they clinch, by the way. As well. Okay, so th- so exactly. So yeah. If they um, but they're not locked at number one either. No, yeah, no, there's nothing locked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Why did it take you that long to figure that? Out? No, <laughs> like explain to, that. I'm trying, trying to find out a word, it, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go to the NFC before we finish off with Monday Night Football. Uh, NFC, obviously, Eagles play Monday Night Football. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Niners, uh, eleven and three. First, Eagles are now second because of the Cowboys' loss. The Lions are at third. I think they clinched a spot, and the Bucks are now seven and seven at four. Those are your division leads. Cowboys ten and four already locked. Don't need to talk about them. But here it gets interesting. Seven and seven Vikings. Seven and seven Rams. Those are the two playoff spots right now. Uh, seven and seven Saints. And the Seahawks play tomorrow. So we against the Eagles. So we don't know. Or I guess they're today six when and this seven. Um, so that could be a potential seven and so seven. So Thursday night football next week is gonna be a big one. Rams Saints. Yes. Um, their Packers and Falcons are six and eight. The Giants and Bears are basically done now. So yeah, five and five and down and done. So we're going to talk about them. Yeah, Falcons and Packers. Do you give them a chance now of being six and eight? And say Seahawks lose six and eight. Um, am I assuming Tampa's a lock at uh, or Saints win the division? Because we'll, we'll say wild card. Yeah, we'll just say wild card. Don't don't put division. Was like wild card Falcons. No, their only way to make it will be to somehow win out and make the division. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not gonna give them consideration. Packers uh, have been going back to they came back to earth essentially, like they, they flipped it. Like they, their season was a wave. They were uh, they were like three and zero to start right or something like that. Two and one, three and zero looked good. Then they looked bad, and then they be, ever since Thanksgiving they looked a little better and now they're bad again. So I they, didn't realize I picked Tampa over them either. On, on yeah, the so they lost two in a row. Obviously Giants and Bucks. The thing here is they got the Panthers next week. Yeah, right. Vikings is tough. Um. Vikings are gonna be the that's game. The game that's the decider. That's a, that is the decider. So Packers have a chance. Falcons, I, I give Packers more of a chance than the Falcons in the wild card. Yes, but, but and if you're looking at it divisional wise, Falcons are still in it just because of the NFC yeah. South. And uh, 
they're still one game behind of the division. The thing here is there's two only just three spots. You have the NFC out south and then you have the two and three wildcard spot. Right? So if you're looking at it in that perspective, I think the Rams the way they're playing right now should be a lock in the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, bro, that was a classic Stafford Cup play, and I get it, they played Washington, but still. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, the, out of the all the wildcard teams, and I'll throw in the Bucks as well, I'm more, I'm the most confident in the LA Rams right now. Same. Right, so I think, you say that, I, I think <laughs> they should be a lock. <laughs> like, if you were to say a lock? Yeah, like, they should make the playoffs. Like, they're going to be one of the wildcard teams. schedule, because I'm not confident in them. Oh, yeah, I'm not confident Vikings either. Two Lions and Packers. I think Vikings fall. Yeah, that's tough. They might split the Lions, sure. And I guess it will come down to the Packers game, if anything. It really depends on... Listen, okay, okay. The second what, Lions what, what, game. Sorry, just to clarify, just for the sake of this, who is winning tomorrow? Or Monday, in this case, today? I'm assuming Philly. Okay, so let's just assume Seattle's a 6-8 and eight now. All right, let's just assume that if that's... like That's the favorite, anyways. Um, The Eagles, right? No, it depends if Jalen Hurts plays. Um... Seattle, how much of a chance are you going to give them then? Because they they could close out easy. Cardinals, Steelers, and Titans. Uh, obviously, flip it. But, like, those are the three games remaining. Like, it's Titans, then Steelers, and Cardinals. Yeah. That Cardinals, Steelers... Sorry, that Steelers... Hey, Card- man, Titans are still a tough team to beat. True. Yes, their record doesn't show it, but they are a tough team to oh, beat. Oh, no, I get that. Yeah. But, and that Steelers game could be a fight for both ways, right? Like, one of them needs to win the game. Exactly, <laughs> unless yeah. Someone, like, unless they tie, but... Yeah, so, I mean, Seahawks are still tough. I'm gonna give, I'll give with tiebreakers as well. Like the Rams, yeah, should be in. I'm giving the wild card spots to uh, the Saints and the Rams. Yeah, right. Because we already know Dallas or Philly is a lock that one spot, anyways. So, so out of the two remaining spots, I'm giving it to the Saints and the Rams. I'm gonna yeah. the Saints guys. If they're assuming Bucks are winning the division. Is, well, okay. Uh, whoever doesn't win the division out of that two, because that that Bucks Saints game will come down to it. And I I know the Rams are playing the Saints. The fact that the Rams are playing the Saints, I think Packers might sneak in still. In my opinion. Okay, I think we should come back to this after the Thursday. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because I think next week will be a determined. But I, I, if the Packers, okay, I, I haven't like looked at the schedules properly. For because me here's say. the thing. My reasoning for the Packers: they beat the Panthers. One of the Rams or Saints is losing, right? Which means they're at the same record again. The pan the Packers play the Vikings after that. Yeah. Right. So this is why I think the Packers could make it still. So I'm if I'm going with the prediction right now, let's just say Bucks. Like I don't even I'm not I'm not even predict NFC South just because uh, I don't know who's gonna win the division still. But my two wildcard teams I'm going with the Rams and Packers. And obviously Cowboys or Eagles whoever is the fifth seed. Yeah, if that's the case, I, I think the Rams beat beat the Saints Thursday, so that drops them to seven and eight. And you're saying the Vikings will lose to the Packers. So yeah, both are now seven and eight. I have more faith in the Packers team right now. Yeah. Uh, do I still put Seattle in? Is the question. So I don't think the Vikings make it. So I'm gonna take that out. It's just Seattle's last three games are on the easiest out of all the teams right now, especially that they're not playing each other. Right? Yeah, like Seattle's playing the Titans. And they have nothing. They they might even just rest a bit. Who knows? Not saying the players, but no, yeah. But to your point, they're going to be a tough team to beat. The Steelers are playing for something, but it doesn't affect them. 
directly. Well, it, it, those games do matter. It matters, yeah, yeah, right. But like, they, that doesn't that doesn't make them their schedule easy because if they're playing for something, they're still playing for something. True, I get that. Yeah. But the, the other knows. guys get affected by each other when and loss, right? These guys don't. Like these guys can still close out three and zero, and it benefits them the most. Well, obviously, yeah. So I might, I might like go, if they finish three and zero, like obviously it's gonna benefit them. I might go <laughs> Ram Seahawks. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I'm not arguing just cause, that. Just because yeah. of that Seahawks schedule. Like, I'm going Rams, uh, Seahawks. Oh, and they're not going to be able to clock it. 10-0, halftime score there. But yeah, okay. let's shift our focus back to... Let's Monday go, Night Monday Night Football. Uh, playoff picture, yes. So here's Quickly, head-scratcher. It's really hard to predict. We Very might, close. We'll, we'll get a better picture next weekend. Yeah, we will, genuinely, after next week. I mean, obviously, makes sense because... We're gonna have two games left in that case. Yeah. But it's still gonna be tough, like to predict at at the end of the day. Like there's exactly. a lot of teams. Like, I think what makes it tough is that they're playing each other. I didn't take that into account. Like I really want to say Saints and Rams because they're playing each other. To your point, who knows, right? And Seahawks have the easier schedule. But with Monday Night Football, um, question marks here. They flexed this game into Monday night, so a lot of fans are pissed because it's a different day, especially Eagles fans because they gotta travel. They flexed it to a potential Marcus Mariota versus Drew Locke match. Potential. Yeah. Uh, obviously, both teams need a win here, uh, especially... Actually, both teams just need a win here. Um, Eagles are looking to get out of their rut and try to get the top seed if they can. Not even just division, but conference. Obviously, Seattle fighting for a playoff spot. Like this Seattle, My Seattle prediction might be right if they win t- uh, today, I guess, because uh, yeah. it's coming on Monday, but... Gino, sorry, not Gino. Gino, I think, might play, but Jalen Hurts did climb the flight. Like, he did get a hop on the flight. Like, he did. They, there is pictures of him hopping on a different flight. Yeah. Uh, he is questionable. Now, if Jalen Hurts is playing, I will go Eagles. Obviously, I think they're the more, um, I would say, definitely with them losing the two games in a row they lost, I think they're going to come out even hungrier. Uh, but like I said in my our uh, superlatives, I said this is the potential upset for Seattle still because... You know, just because this is a game, because Seattle's also on a losing streak as well. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't like one of those trap games or anything like that either. Um, so I won't be surprised if the Seattle Seahawks win. Does this change for you though? If whoever on the quarterback side of things. I mean, yeah. I How think, are you ranking the? Four I think Drew. I think Drew Lock is better. I uh, from what I've seen in Drew Lock this year. I think he had a little one so quarter. For you, it's hurt. One quarter against um, I forgot who they played, but yeah. he looked really good that quarter. Like San Francisco he, as well, but in San Francisco he wasn't he wasn't bad, yeah. right? And and honestly, Seattle's games they kept it close with the uh, Cowboys, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. And then the San Francisco game, the first three quarters were close. It wasn't until the fourth quarter, I believe. That's the second the San Francisco game. The first San Francisco game they got blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second, the most but yeah, no, game. I'm going with obviously Jalen Gino. Locke and then Mariota. So, if it's Gino versus Mary, uh, I guess no, because you have Mariota last. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you know Jalen's not healthy, and he still plays. Like, do you do you like? I picked the Eagles to win this game. Like, I'm gonna get yeah, that. Yeah, assuming so. that they were all playing, but this sickness factor is kind of throwing my prediction off. Like I won't be surprised if they still win the game with Mariota because the Cow- no, the Seahawks defense has fallen off from the beginning of the year. Uh, don't think um, like Tariq Woolen can't tackle for because he got benched recently too. I think Witherspoon was injured last week. I'm not 100 sure about that, but it's a tough one, right? Because like obviously there's every there's implications on the line. Like it, this is an easy prediction. Like 
if I'll still stick with the Eagles, even if New I'm York sticking with the Eagles, yeah. I think I trust the Eagles defense more uh, than the Seahawks defense right now, and you know they could force Gino to do stuff, and then the O line factor as well. Seattle's like O line. Mariota could run too. Seattle's O line is not good. That's yeah. Um, I'm not even genuinely look at the quarterbacks. I'm just genuinely look at everything like around them. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, yes, obviously if Jalen Hurts plays, it's gonna help, and obviously if Gino plays, it's gonna help, right? But if it's a Drew Lock Mariota matchup. The game's not gonna. The game plan is get the ball out of their hands. Okay, what's right? The, so who, which player, which player, which player playmakers are gonna show up yeah. for both sides? Okay, so that's Gino that's where that question is. Gino Mariota, it's it's the same thing. So you're still gonna ride with the Eagles that way too. Uh, for that one, I'll give it to the Seahawks, though. Okay, so you so it's not Eagles for you straight, huh? So it's not Eagles for if you. If it's Gino Mariota, because I know Mariota is gonna do something to mess it up, right? Now the difference is. He, Mariota's on a team that is like. Bro, I see. I seen Mariota. I seen Mariota play in the preseason. He was bad. Yeah. He was really bad, bro. I'll still go with the Eagles just because I trust their their um. What's the word? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's still the Eagles. It's still when you're looking at general, like it's gonna be the Eagles. Yeah. And we're just assuming that Hurts is healthy, and we're assuming everyone's healthy. It's the Eagles, right? There's there's no debate in that. All right, let's move on. We got baseball news. Um, while you search up the uh, few signings that actually happened, we're kind of rolling here. Jays pick it up, but uh, we're going back to the glass now trade. Yeah. So, right. so we're gonna be glass now. I, I was gonna say the Dodgers. We're going back to the Dodgers. Glass now Okay, so a trade yeah. was made. Right. I have the trade up here. Rays were trading Glasnow for Mar- and Manuel Margot to the Dodgers in a four-player trade, uh, but on contingency of if the if uh, Glasnow signs an extension. The next day, Glasnow officially signed the five-year, $135 million deal, which makes the trade official. So, uh, yeah, so now... It's, um, the Dodgers got Tyler Glasnow and outfielder Manuel Margot, and the Rays got Ryan Pepio and outfielder Johnny DeLuca. This is according to obviously Jeff Passan. Is yeah, and the trade is official because of the contract. Yeah, so um, obviously this adds to the rotation, especially when they're in the Yamamoto chase as well. Um, Walker Bueller, depending on what to do with Kershaw as well. But they they kind of they kind of have like a huh? Do you believe Kershaw comes back? Yeah, on a one year. On a one year. If they get Yamu, I think it'll be difficult. If they don't, I think he will be back. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, Glasnow and Bueller are capable of being your leaders in that rotation, especially Glasnow. We know what he could do, uh, especially pre Tommy John. Um, I think the year when he like got injured for it, right, or needing surgery that year, I think he was the leading Scion case uh, candidate. Like it was a genuine thing. Like he was almost unhittable in that in that stretch. So obviously. We'll see how he could recover there. Walker Bueller coming back is going to be a big. They're, they've added, like, they've added a decent, like, Manuel Margot is a decent outfield bat. is an upgrade of what they had. Yeah. And I think Jason Hayward, who's at, I don't think he's an everyday player. Um, James Elman's a good young out, out, uh, center fielder. Obviously, Gavin Lux, who was injured last year, is their shortstop replacement, who has been pretty good. So that's why I don't think letting Seager and uh, Trey Turner walk wasn't like, you know, they weren't too concerned of that because they, I think they believe in Gavin Lux. And everyone else, we already know. Mookie, we already know Freeman, we know Muncy. So, and obviously we know Otani. So this team is getting more well-rounded. 
like we've asked them to be and they've made couple moves here and i don't think they're done i don't think yamamoto right yamamoto um anything else for the dodgers side of things yeah that's, that's me i like i don't think they're done yeah. and I, they're they become more so well-rounded the reason why they're not going to be done is because the yamamoto stakes are happening and yamamoto uh has met with the mets which i i it's kind of weird for to me because i get it he's young so that's why you go after him but from the Yamamoto side of things, they're tr- they're supposedly said they're going to be wasting their first year, right? So like the incentive there isn't for him to sign, but you know he wants to be in New York. So that if he gets the most money, the Mets, Steve Cohen's rich, and we've seen him blow money in the past. Um, other than that, he's meeting with the Yankees today on Sunday, um, and then I don't know if he's has he has already met with the Dodgers, and then I think I said there's like four or five teams. Blue Jays are considered a finalist. I don't trust it. Especially, I'm not even just saying it's the Otani stuff. I just think he's going to be, based on all the reports I see, he wants to be on the big baseball market team. Let's put it that way. Because Toronto is still a big market. You have a whole country behind you, so it still makes no sense to me why people think no one wants to play here or whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, so that's the Yamamoto update. But there's uh, other signings that happened. The Royals yeah, well, made signings. Royals. Um, Tigers, first of all, signed Jack Flaherty. This is obviously a good rep- one-year, $14 million so this contract. puts pressure. That's a prove-it deal. This puts pressure on the Orioles now to go get a hit pitcher one way or another Yes, as for well. sure. Um, other things that happened as well. Royal signed Michael Waka and outfielder Hunter Renfro. Good wets to add. Veterans to add their young lineup. Trade deadline pieces as well. Uh, yeah, from that too. That could be an both teams there. are like both players are playing on their like sixth or seventh teams respectively within the yeah. first six years. And then Diamond bring back Lourdes Gurriel Jr. on a three-year $42 million contract. Lourdes Gurriel, I think, had one of his career years, I would say, or definitely one of his better years. He was an all-star. So he I was an all-star. It. So, yeah, they uh, retained from that, I guess. They didn't lose from that trade, from Varshaw trade. They, they brought in Lourdes and uh, they brought in Gabby Moreno and they were able to retain Lourdes Gurriel Jr. So, it's kind of... They're still... They are like one of their sneaky good off seasons in my opinion the Diamondbacks with the additions and re-signings they made so far yeah uh, if the moves don't happen this week I don't think they're happening until the new year I mean Christmas is coming up the new yeah, year is coming up but this is the only week I'm giving it to see names like Blake Snell Matt Chapman um, Cody, uh, Cody Bellinger Jorge Soler and all these guys right and the teams that we're watching obviously the Blue Jays aside the Seattle Mariners need to make moves the Baltimore Orioles need to make moves on that side of things um you know, on the NL side of things, it could be the I don't know, the Braves are making moves. Um, uh, San Francisco already made a move, so I guess more so Philly, if they want to upgrade anything. No, I don't think. I think Philly's fine. They don't really have to do too much. But, but yeah, no, the main ones are Toronto, obviously Blue Jays, um, the Mariners, and the Orioles, in my opinion, for sure, especially yeah. on the AL side. Uh, okay, uh, anything else? Okay, so awards, not awards. Uh, MLB all teams have been announced first and second, also as well as the Hank Aaron Award. I think the Hank Aaron Award was uh, Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna and Shohei Otani, so not surprising there. Um, little bit, we we're a little annoyed with one of the one of these picks as Jays fans, but here's the first team. No real surprises, but it's Adley Rutschman at catcher, uh, Freddie Freeman second team or first team first baseman, uh, Marcus Simeon second base, Corey Seager. Shortstop, Austin Riley, third base, uh, Ronald Acuna, Corbin Carroll, and Mookie Betts uh, put out the outfield, and then DH Shohei Otani. No surprise on the hitting side for you? No. Okay, pitching. Garrett Cole, uh, Blake Snell, Zach Gallen, Shohei Otani, 
Spencer Strider, Josh Hader, Felix Bautista. Well, yeah. Um, for me, I thought Gosman would been in there for like because he was in the Cy Young rankings over Shohei Otani. So that's why we don't lose Spencer. That's a surprise. Yeah. You know what's a surprise to me? I thought um, Emmanuel Clase would have made it over Hader. No, it's not really too much of a surprise. Okay, I guess both teams miss. Yeah, the oh, both teams are bad. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. I'll take that back. But yeah, no, Kevin Gosman, I don't give a shit. But the point here is the guy who finished second is not on this list either, which is Sonny Gray. True. Like, how is Shohei on this? Yeah. If he wasn't a finalist for a Cy Young. Yeah, I don't understand That's that. That's what I don't understand, right? Whereas the NL guys, like, Strider was a finalist. Snell. Um, Snell won it. And Gallon. Yeah, Gallon was in the yeah, conversation so as how well. how is Shohei over... I guess, okay, but logically then Sonny Gray is the yeah. snob because he finished second. Uh, obviously, I still think Kevin Gosman should be on there. That's that's more biased, but I didn't realize Sonny Gray wasn't on here. Yeah, so it, it was just basing it off logic um, there. Where so, did Sonny get there? Sonny Gray is uh, St. Louis. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, second team hitters, Jonah Heim, catcher, Matt Olson, first base, second base, Ozzy Albias, shortstop, Francisco Lindor, uh, J-Ram, Jose Ramirez at third base. Outfielders Adolis Garcia, Aaron Judge, Kyle Tucker, and DH is uh, Jordan Alvarez. Um, Aaron Judge, deserving or is it? Yeah, I mean he wasn't bad. Like he was still Aaron Judge. Uh, then shortstop wise, do you have an issue with Lindor over? I thought Bichette, Bichette. was better than Lindor this year personally. Like I'm, I might be missing on like another shortstop in general. Yeah. But if I'm comparing Bichette and Lindor directly, I thought Bichette had the better year. Kyle Tucker. Yes, he's in there, hundred percent. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I guess he can't make first team. Between he's not making first Carroll, team. Yeah. yeah. Um, second team pitchers, obviously, uh, Kyle Bradish, Kevin Gosman, Nathan Yovaldi, Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery, Emmanuel Classe, relief pitcher, and Devin Williams, relief pitcher. And we mentioned the Hank Aaron Awards, Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna. But any surprises from the pitchers? No, no. Anyone that you think that could have made it, but should may have some love. Nothing. I don't really see it. I think I think it's fine. There's probably some shuffling from first team and second team. Only one I considered was Bobichet as a Blue Jays fan. But anything else, like obviously Tatis could have been a conversation as well. Um, sort of. <laughs> yeah, but I guess you no. Know, it's fair. I think it's a fair list. All right. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll close the MLB there. We'll get into some quick fires. Uh, we'll start off with UFC. Uh, UFC 296 finished up yesterday. We have some thoughts, but uh, we didn't watch the whole card. But based on what we we saw, we were home in time to watch so the main event. Obviously, we have thoughts on the main event, but we'll just quickly go over the undercard quickly. Pantoja retains. Uh, good performance by Seems him. Like a dominant fashion. Yeah. Um, Ferguson got dominated by Patty Pimblett. Um, coin rolls now, I guess, for him. But yeah, no, uh, Pimblett made sure that his last fight wasn't a fluke and absolutely destroyed Tony Ferguson. And uh, was there another one? Yeah, the Shaftcat guy. We got to talk about him. Yeah, that one. That's the because, oh, um, obviously, it was a brutal knockout in the first fight. Let me just get the actual thing up here. It's, uh, but look, before we bring, bring it up, Tony Ferguson, is he going to f- continue fighting until he wins or is he going to get cut? I don't think he gets cut know. if Donald Cerrone's been there for a long time. Yeah, that's that's not a good streak. He's on seven now. Seven yeah. fight lose streak. So okay, yeah. so the it was Emmett and KO'd Mitchell with the overhand right. Yeah, that was the first fight of the night. Um, and then we already mentioned Patty Pimblett destroying um, Tony Ferguson. The sec- the third fight was the welterweight, which is we'll get to the main event welterweight 
is Shavkat Rachmanov, um, uh, rear naked choke on uh, Stephen uh, Sweet Hands Thompson. Obviously, the nickname tells himself he was a knockout guy. Uh, so, and I think Rachmanov is undefeated. Yeah, that's so the big factor here. Even the guy growing in the welterweight division right now. And then, uh, and obviously that was the determining factor there. Uh, main event though, Edwards Covington. Obviously, Joe Vincent said he wanted to change his prediction after once he heard the press conference stuff. Yeah. Uh, Leon Edwards ultimately ended up winning 49-46. Honestly, it could have been 50 if he was just not being, you know... He was being a little bit like, I'm going to beat you. I want to be better than you at your own game. Yeah, type of thing. That's approach he took. That's thought number one. Let's talk about that for a second. Leon Edwards, I felt like because of that, what what, um, uh, uh, Kobe said about his dad and his past... We thought it would be like... I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, so like I thing. didn't expect him to like oh go in and try to beat you in your own game, uh, even though he did a decent job at it to be fair. But like at certain points, you could have gone screwed over, like if the fifth round happened in the fourth round type of thing. Yeah. Um. Obviously, some people had like okay, this guy should have came out and actually killed the guy essentially. Like, or and then after the fight, or mentality. Yeah, yeah that, that like type that. Of thing. Like Khabib McGregor. Yeah, guy, yeah. Right. Um. Okay, so that's the Leon side of things. I think Leon, at points, was I'm like, oh, he's definitely an underrated pound for pound guy. Except this, this is the reason why. Yeah, he obviously, like the overall look on it wasn't the best on like from Leon's, but like when you're looking at the fight, but he dominated. Like, he like when you look at the fight in general, like it was Leon's to lose at the Here's end. Here's the, the issue I have with uh, which we're gonna talk about in a second. But Kobe Covington, obviously, first of all, you say all that shit and then do all, then do nothing in the first three rounds. You know, you're known for a guy again. This is just two casual fans at the moment speaking because we never watched much of Kobe Covington in the past. But like when we watched the second Usman fight, he was putting on the pressure. It was a close fight, right? This one wasn't a close fight from the first three rounds. Like the only way he would have won was by submission or KO, right? Um, no pressure, no takedown attempts really, except for one pathetic one, um, so on and so forth. Like and even the commentators were like, okay, this is not Kobe Covington. Like everybody assumed Kobe Covington, the old coming in. And uh, before we talk about the layoff, you come out after the fight. You Obviously, I get it. You're supposed to put your hand up and whatever. But you went a little too nuts thinking you won the fight. That's number one. Number two, when you're ask, when uh, Rogan was asking you the questions, you're too busy like promoting Trump rather than talking about the fight. It just felt like this was a whole promotional stunt for Trump, if anything, yeah. right? Like, it's like, I'm here, whatever. Um, it was an easy fight. I have no scratches on my face. Clearly, there's a nose, like a massive cut on his nose. Like there's a, long a cut fight. on his nose. There's a cut on his nose. Um, easy fight. Clearly not because you would have won the fight. You can't say blame ring rust, which we'll talk about in a second. And then you're just too busy promoting America and Trump. I don't care who you vote for. I'm not. We're not political guys. You do you, America, if you're watching this. I'm not saying he should have not done that, but like the way he's done that, I, I mean, no. I said he should have not done that. At that moment, just because it just felt like it was like a promotional stunt. <laughs> yeah, it's Kobe. Like, that, that's his like. That's his. Honestly, I'm not surprised it happened. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, not surprised, yeah. but I think it was just yeah. dumb. Um, yeah, I thought thoughts on a two year layoff was um, uh, it showed. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely showed. Like, even if you're coming back from a fight you know, after two years, is tough. Like, look at Nate Diaz. He versed Leon Edwards. It wasn't for the belt. It showed. Nick Diaz. Uh, when he came back, it showed against Robbie Lawler, right? Um, we had Henry Cejudo. And now, that's just not in title fights. Let's talk about title fights. What does Kobe Covington have in the last two years? Beating Jorge Masvidal? And that's... Just because Usman's out of the picture doesn't mean you get an automatic spot, right? Um, look, and it clearly showed. He admitted it to it himself, Kobe Covington. Dana Henry, White did as well. Uh, Henry Cejudo, Cejudo. Same thing with Aljo. Against Aljo, I mean. 
But the thing with Sujudo one was Sujudo uh, was He retired close. a champ, but I get that. No, 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 but he was close. And he retired. I, I get that. But and he retired champ. So at the end of the day, that kind of makes sense. There wasn't what like, happened. It wasn't like a big debate uh, of like, no one was surprised Aljo won that fight either. Yeah, no. Like, it wasn't a robbery for Sujudo, right? My point is, get a tune up fight. Look what Connor did. And I, I get it, he lost to Pori after. But he fought Donald Cerrone. Cowboy Cerrone before when he came back the first time. Like yeah, yeah. Time. He came back after boxing, got his ass kicked by Khabib. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then he went out after that. He obviously then ended up losing to uh, Poirier. Now we're still waiting for him. But on the other side of things, the only guy is this: is this why he's considered the goat, John Jones? Because he's the only one I've seen done it. Oh well, yeah, that's come true. back and destroyed Cyril Gone within a round. Yeah, hundred percent. And a different weight class as well. So, so that's my that's my issue with it. Hopefully, Dana learns from it. Like, I get it. Izzy's probably going to have the same thing. Yeah, I don't have issues with the Sajudo one just because, one, it was a good fight. And he retired a champ. And he re- he was the champ. I guess because, like, it helps. He never lost a belt. Aljo was never considered, like, that guy to many people's eyes. Con- cons- but uh, I think Leon had a more respect than Aljo did in the scene, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but, but Kobe doesn't have done anything. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? You give him a title shot against Kamaru, he lost at the end of the day. Right, he's zero and three. Like he's literally Gaethje. Exactly. Gaethje at least won the interim. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. NB- no, UFC. One more news. Yeah. Uh, the the, the two ninety nine card is announced, and uh, the card. I think the fight that was Ian Gary couldn't fight this one. He's gonna fight in that one. Two ninety nine in March 9th, That's the headliner fight. Is uh, Cheeto Vera rematch, um, Sean O'Malley, uh, for the bantamweight, and there's like a certain guy. Uh, Michael Venom Page, also known as MVP, the guy who trains, also trained with KSI. Yeah, yeah. Same fight stance and everything. Is signed with the UFC, which was kind of weird because I we got a, I think I got a notification that he signed with PFL, and it wasn't the case. But there were rumors that he was gonna come back, and he is fighting Kevin Holland. Gilbert Burns is also back. He's fighting uh, Della Maddalena. Ian Gary is fighting Neil, and then Jan is back, fighting Song. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, I, I remember that one being made. Yeah. Uh, going back to UFC 296, sorry, very very quickly, Bilal Muhammad should be the next fighter. I know Shavkat might have a chance. I think they're saying it's not it's Bilal Muhammad, but it has to be Just, Bilal Muhammad. Um, uh, uh, he said it perfectly that fight was a joke, and uh, yeah, yeah, he deserves his shot next. And a quick note of point is Strickland and Duplui, Duplui, <laughs> they fought. I can't even pronounce the name. Duplessis. Duplessis, um, uh, are already fighting. Similar vibes to this Kobe Leon situation from the presser. Yeah, but and this is physical altercations. Oh so, no, I mean, yeah. the, I think there was words said in the press. There was words as, as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, there there will be the first pay per view. Pay per view fight January. Uh, f- the first UFC fight something. of the year will be uh, ja- the first weekend of January, which is um, Ankaleev versus Johnny Walker. Yeah, that's just on fight night. Yeah, as well. Okay, uh, let's get to the NHL first. Uh, very quickly, shout out Winnipeg Jets. Um, the South Asian night they did a. The old Canada national anthem, uh, half of it in Punjabi, I guess you could say. Yeah. And English. Uh, again, I don't know why people have an issue with it. If you're that patriotic, uh, I don't. Mainly non-Punjabis, I guess. If this was done in Chinese, if this was done in uh, Spanish, French, any other language, Hindi, don't care because it, it's just. They're just honoring a night, man. Literally preaching multiculturalism. They did not butcher the words like this still started off with O Canada yeah and even like we know Punjabis and when we listen back to it I don't think they really it was similar like it was they didn't butcher Canada in Punjabi yeah yeah if yeah. that's what you're scared of nothing <laughs> happened 
So relax. <laughs> yeah. But right. shout out to uh, Winnipeg for doing that. Um, South Asian night over there. Uh, you guys killed it. Uh, NHL, let's just go very quickly. Um, I don't think much has changed, honestly. It's the same picture, same thing right now. Um, the teams that are playing good are playing good. The surprise team is still the Philadelphia. Flyers are still there. Um, the thing with the NHL is like obviously you had the Oilers going on their run and all that stuff as well. But like the top teams are still the top teams. Like you still have Vegas up there. You have the Canucks up there. You have the Rangers up there. Bruins, Kings, all these guys, Jets, right? I think Jets might have take might be in a division. They're taking a division lead. Yeah, they have right now. Yeah, all all, three. there's a three-way tie. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, nothing really happened in NHL. It's still the same picture. Arizona's in a wild-card spot. They were some, in the last time, too, so it's the same picture. Oh, I thought St. Louis was there. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, and then... The streak Edmonton's going on is insane, but they're still in the same spot. Yeah. And true. now Anaheim has fallen below San Jose. That's wild. I guess, no, well, they haven't updated, but it's yeah, still yeah. the same range. Um, Washington is falling off, though. And, okay, we got to talk about this, though, very quickly. Will Mike Sullivan be fired this year at some point? Uh, I don't think during, maybe at the end. Um, Even if they're falling like this. This is a team that you traded Eric Carlson for, and you're going to be paying him a certain percentage of the money. Yeah, I think... I think he'll get fired if they continue losing, especially... Oh, obviously, that's week. like every coach then. But, no, yeah. I'm just saying, but obviously it depends. Yeah, that's like but every struggling you're team. you're saying, like, he's going to be fine till the offseason. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll get fired by... Uh, at the mo- considering what how the teams have been doing after they fire their coach, but the thing is this: like when you fire, like nothing's really gonna happen. Like the coach, like when you do well, it, like it's be- it's better to do it in November and December than it is in February. Oh, well, I know because like yeah. So that so I'm just I'm just thinking of the period, time period is kind of like too. It's kind of getting late, and I don't think they're gonna fire him in December. Yeah, I think the, the uh, if they, I think they will honestly, because I think their the patience is they're not there for some, a lot of these guys they won't look at it because uh, at the end of the day they're still they're like 7 points out so any type of bump right now would still be beneficial because they're 500 that's yeah true. that's true uh, I, I still that think they're well. going to look at that Edmonton and like what Minnesota did and be like okay let's bank on this because at the end of the day Boudreaux was close as well but Boudreaux's situation when he first came in was way worse than what Pittsburgh is in now yeah even last year um, when but Kake I still think in, I still I don't I still think it's going to be they're going to ride with him. I know what you're going to say DJ Smith will be the next coach fired. Yeah. But I think you have to put consideration that Mike Sullivan will be one of those two coaches. Obviously, it's consideration. Like if he, but if I, think, I get a noty tomorrow, I will not be surprised. I'm just looking. Yeah, that, I agree with that. But I'm just looking at the situation right now. Like, they are, obviously, they've been up and down, right? Um, Obviously, they're on the downtrend right now. Yeah. And I just think that time period is getting a little bit later. I do not believe it's in December. I'll be surprised if it is tomorrow. I'll be oh, honest. yeah. But... Uh, if it's like I next month, I yeah, I won't be surprised. So yeah, I'll I'll be surprised if it is tomorrow. But I just think in January when it if it goes starts going to January, February, All Star break, I just think they're like, okay, we should just suck it up and ride it out. The other reason why I won't be surprised, I get it. Ownership has a stake, and Mike Sullivan's been a great coach for them. Dubas is the guy in charge, and it's not Dubas's choice now. That's <laughs> right. So yeah. there's things with that. Um, okay, let's go over to the NBA. Uh, not much has changed there as well. Um, not, not, uh, I guess one thing has changed. The Spurs streak did end, and I was right. It would have been one of the Lakers. It's one games. of the Lakers games. It was the second Laker game, um, so they're now at four wins. Uh, job Morant will be back in a game. Yes. In one game, so and so this 
So his, that's gonna be a big bump. Jaws game will be most likely December twenty first. That will be a big bump case. for the Grizzlies. Okay, so getting their superstar question back. Question for you: the game we played last time, stay or in this case go up. They're six and eighteen. They're currently seven games out of the play-in. Are they gonna stay out out of the playoff spot? Or playing spot, or, or will Jaw be a big help and get him? Jaw's gonna be a big help. If it helps, if it, if it helps the teams in the play on right now, or the it Rockets doesn't help. Players. I think they're going up. Okay, so the Rockets yeah. are falling off for you. Yeah, the Golden State's also out. Yeah, so it could be between them and Golden State for the last playing spot right now at the moment. Okay, uh, you're getting your freaking franchise player back. This yeah. is something is gonna happen that on the good side, as Jaguar score touchdown right now. Um. Okay. Uh, other side of things, Detroit. Two, you were like you were surprised that you saw two wins though. <laughs> you thought they had more wins. Well, obviously it's, it's weird when you see two and twenty four. Like yeah. I'm not, I wasn't surprised. It was okay, just like okay. So you get this. It was just like how irrelevant are you to have the okay? So the deadline's coming up. It's gonna be Thursday, right? This coming thir- yeah, this coming Thursday. That's when we said the they the Utah game, right? Yeah, the Utah. Yeah. Game. Here's the thing though, for them to beat that record or what we saw on TV a couple of days ago, it comes down to your game against them on the thirtieth. If they break the streak, or they beat the record, it comes down to the Raptors on December thirtieth. And here's the other thing, because it's December thirtieth, they could go two months without a win. On top, yeah, of yeah, a lot rides on your team if it continues. It, well, uh, if it continues, uh, yeah. Well, obviously, a lot rides on the Pistons' sake. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I won't say this is like a marquee matchup. So to watch. I guess we'll we'll revisit this next week once we see like Raptors Pistons. Like okay, yeah. And by the way, we'll probably lose as well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, nothing really surprising. There, Miami, I guess. Um, Orlando is a 16 and nine still. Oh yeah, it's the same picture for both sides. Honestly, one thing I love about the sports picture and all sports, literally, we've talked about so far, and we'll get to soccer in a second. Everything, and I know this is early goings, but everything is neck and neck. Well, yeah, pretty yeah. much neck and neck. Yeah, yeah, in, it is. in standings, right? So that's the one parity is insane. Whether like NFL season hasn't been the greatest in terms of like um, the wow factor, really, this year as much as it was years before. But, but, it, but it's been close. Like everything from the uh, ex- it's been minus tight, the close. rookie of the year races has been pretty much close. In yeah, the NFL, yeah, right? that's true. Like any award race as well. Yeah. But uh, let's go on to and let's end it off with uh, some soccer. Uh, first of all, we gotta uh, give uh, our prayers. The Luton Town game was abandoned due to their player um, their Tom captain Lock, their ca- Lockyer their captain Locker their captain, captain. Yeah. yeah Lutontown captain was in a stable he is in stable condition but he did suffer a cardiac arrest that led to his side um, Premier League clash against Bournemouth being abandoned on Saturday at the 65th minute with a score of 1-1 he suddenly fell to the turf in a worrying scene I did not go back and see this um, but he is in stable condition, but he think I still think he's in the hospital. I think Luton put a statement out earlier. This hasn't been obviously the first case. The most famous one everybody knows was Christian Eriksen, and the NFL people know about Demar Hamlin. Um, yeah, so get well soon, uh, Tom Lockyer. Yeah, and shout out to one of the players for recognizing the situation. Yeah, obviously, um, they did well in the Christian Eriksen, like the Denmark players as well. Yeah. And then shout out to the medical training staff because at the end of the day, you're, you're at a soccer game, right? You, obviously, you're going to have to deal with any situation, but you, you're dealing you're dealing with the most dire situation possible. And shout out for not forcing them to play after like two hours. Yeah, yeah, that too. And sh- and then the thing, yeah, just shout out for that training staff, like on all of them, like the Buffalo Bills one for DeMar Hamlin yeah. 
and Denmark for Christian Eriksen because you're not trained to obviously you're trained to do everything right that we get that but the you're you're doing something that's the most dire situation is the thing that happens um less common in football compared to like ankle injuries and all that stuff he also collapsed during Luton Town's championship playoff final win against Coventry at Wembley in May so this is obviously not the first time for him I guess uh the Wales international was taken to hospital and later underwent heart surgery the 29 year old had an operation to correct the uh, an atrial fibrillation a condition in the UK's national health services describes as causing an irregular and often abnormally fast heart rate so I guess it makes sense you're playing top level football at the same time yeah yeah um, return to action to the start of Luton's first season in the top flight for 31 years so this year um, made 15 appearances so far uh, yeah um Our thoughts and pr- are with Tom Lockyer and all players involved in today's match. This is what the Premier League wrote. And same from us. Ta- thoughts are to his family. Get well soon. We'd love to see you on the pitch whenever it's done so. Um, obviously, another, the most recent one was also Bronny James. As well, uh, yeah. As well. So, and that's at a young, young age. So, yeah. Um, scary situations. Um, yeah. Don't want, don't want to see this. Obviously. Yeah, don't want to see it. Obviously, yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's go to the happier note here. Uh, you're wearing a Man United jersey for a reason, but not because we won. <laughs> we did not get our ass kicked, but we drew. Uh, Liverpool. That was obviously the biggest game of the weekend. Um, the title, like mentioned as I mentioned before, the title race is insane. Yeah, you got Arsenal up by leading by one point with Liverpool and Villa behind at 38. Arsenal being at 39. Liverpool Arsenal, the yeah, defense. Arsenal beating Brighton and obviously Aston Villa getting their win. But Liverpool, Man United game. Liverpool were definitely not at their best, which obviously helps Man United's case. But at the end of the day, we were, we were coming in, we're like, okay, 4-0, something like that is going to happen, right? Maybe even a 7-0 repeat, maybe more, right? But that did not happen. So credit to United, credit to Ten Hag as a defensive team. Emphasis on defensive because attacking-wise, you're still utter shit. Second But, half was better. Yeah. I right. guess it helped. Even though it doesn't you help when you were not having Bruno. Um But then but I thought that, that part helped the defensive side. I thought <laughs> the well. bigger loss would have been, I'm not saying is, would have been Shaw. Right? Like if he didn't, weren't able to play this game. Yeah. And uh Luke Shaw obviously kept Mo Salah very limited. Obviously Mo Salah had his moments to set something up. But like obviously Darwin Nunez is going to do it. Like I knew that like with Maguire going out, I had faith in Varane. Right? Johnny Evans is still playing well. He's um, played well. Like, obviously, it does suck because you're not having chemistry with your center back partnerships, yeah. and it obviously, it's going to take an effect. But like, Maguire has played well, Varane has played well, and Evans has played well. Obviously, Amra, uh, Shaw, the back four in general, all yeah. played amazing. Dalo got a bullshit Kobe red. Mano. Oh, we'll uh, talk about the red in a second. I'll have thoughts about that. Kobe, yeah, Kobe, but that'll be Mano. like quick reaction there later on. Um, Kobe Mainu and Amrabat. Yes, Amrabat questionable. Was questionable. He was good in the second half. First half, obviously, he, he was wasn't the best. So he was getting beat. But But Kobe Mainu, man, 18-year-old, held his own in Anfield. Kept a 0-0 draw. One of the big factors. Yeah, I think the partnership between Amrabat and Mainu in general helped keep the the midfield. This draw will not help Mainu because McTominay will still hold the spot over him. Or, I guess, Amrabat. One of those two will be falling out of the lineup. And I do believe, yes, Amrabat, let's say he didn't have his best game in the first half especially. But you could tell the structure was still there when he and Mainu was in. Whereas you see your previous games, a.k.a. Bournemouth, um, Amrabat was so isolated with Bruno and McTominay yeah. on the pitch. So, yes, obviously, we're, we don't know any of, like, Eriksen or Casemiro, all these are coming back. 
But at the moment, if you're looking at your best defensive structure and try to get rid of those gaping holes in midfield, Amrabat and Mainu should be your center mids partnership. And obviously, Bruno playing calm. Bruno playing calm. Because I don't, Bruno's not good as an eight. He can't defend well, good enough in the midfield. And then McTominay, all you want to do is score a goal. So obviously, he's going to be running up the field every single chance he gets. Um, Yeah, no, if, if we had Mason Mount in this game, I think it would have been a lot. I think he would have helped in that 10 role more than McTominay, we're, obviously. We're not saying McTominay played bad. Yeah. We're not saying that. But we're saying as an attacking threat, obviously, yeah. it, it kind of is limited he's when you have. a playmaker. Yeah, when you have like three center mids and no real cam. That being said, though, um. Yeah, I think obviously when Casemiro comes back, it should be Casemiro, Mainu, and Bruno. And just yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I think everybody right now is kind of happy. Maybe Amrabat did not sign the full, uh, the full, uh, a full permanent sign, transfer. Yeah, permanent transfer. Uh, and uh, who knows? I, I have slight faith in him. I don't know if it's just a structure. I, I hope he plays better, obviously, because I, I want it to be Also, good. it's, yes, the thing here, which makes, him, which makes it look a little bit bad, because he's the only one in midfield. Yeah. Right? Like with Mainu, like I think it's because the first half he was kind of chasing more and sort of like holding his position. Yeah, yeah, as well because uh, the Liverpool midfielders were running beyond as well, so it was kind of like that. That's another reason why. So maybe that why that's why they got like you know out of position a little bit. But with Mainu, Amrabat and Mainu were able to hold that structure in midfield. Which yeah. is the point I'm trying to make here because Bruno can't play your eight, yeah, right, and McTominay can't be your eight. Right, compared to with one CDM. All right, two issues I have though right now. First off, Virgil Van Dijk's comments. Like, first of all, why are you bringing last year up? Like, oh yeah, we weren't really happy to play Man United at the time, or we weren't like prepared, or we were scared. We're scared, yeah. And then we ended up beating their ass. This this time, you know, it was very clearly they just and then right one team wanted to win. Right after that, you said, oh, but last year doesn't count. So why bring it up the first? And then this year, it's like only one team was trying to win Sunday's match. Okay. Um. Man United had the better scoring chances, if I recall. They in did. terms of in terms of like actual scoring threat, I'm not saying the possession or anything like that. Yeah, that's like, what scoring Onana chances to, is. You know, what I'm saying Onana yeah. had to make like two decent saves, but like they had like, half Boyle chances. and Garnacho were the two big ones. Garnacho had a clear and the, and Rashford had a good cross in. Clean cut chance. Rashford had a cross in. Man United had three chances. All yeah. three of those chances were better than your 25 shots or whatever, yeah. 15 shots he took off target. Or into Nana's hands. So you're saying that, like, okay, the one time we was trying to win the match, but what if the Hoyland goal happens? And let's just say it does end up one nothing. Then what, are you going to say the same thing? One team was trying to win the match, but they go out and win the match. It's not simple as that. Like, there's no reason. Like, Roy Keane, obviously, our legend, Man United legend, is like, Yo, calm down. He only won one title, Premier League title, <laughs> in, like, the 30 years. You only won one, and that's it. It was you, sure. But, like, why, why are you going to say, oh, because one team... Like, you, I get it. The name Manchester United means... You think Ferguson, you think attacking. That's a whole different argument. But when it comes to a game plan, one thing I learned from your coach, um, that coached obviously when I was assistant coach for your team, was you have to plan according to the other team. You have to, you can't be, you know, what's the word, delusional, thinking that, oh, just that team is better. We have to match. We're going to play how we're going to play. We can't adjust. Ten Hag, props to him, he adjusted. And that's what you wanted to see. It's not like he went delusional mode and be like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're not going to play Mainu either. We're going to play someone else in the center mid with McTominay, and we're going to go at Liverpool. Clearly, that wasn't the case, right? And credit to the players that kept the structure, because obviously it would depend on the players on the structure, because the players could have broken the... Yeah, that's a different case. They performed. 
at the end of the day, you do what you can't do win, and it has to be boring style. Sure, like yeah, was I bored in the first half? Hundred percent. Was the second half woke up? It was a little end to end for after the sixty fifth minute, I believe. But uh, but that's the issue when it came. At least when we watched, it wasn't like we were giving up eight grade eight chances that De Gea had to turn Arsenal mode from a couple years ago. The thing is here is when it became end to end. That's when you got your chances. Right. Yeah. That's when they got their good chances. Um. But yeah, no, the best chances are with Man United. So, you trying to say one team is trying to win. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Man United were trying to win. They we were, were defensive. They were defensive, all, all, all that shit, right? Like, you could tell that Liverpool was a better team. Nobody's taking that away. But you weren't good. Yeah. Right? We were good defensively. And you didn't figure us out. Exactly. That's on you. Yeah. Right? Like, That's not on them. That was Man United's best way to win, was counterattack. Exactly. So, it's not like they weren't trying to win. And I'm not saying because we're United fans here, but I'm just saying it has logical sense, right? Yeah, we're, did we celebrate a draw? AKA, you're wearing the jersey right now. Bro, let's go. But um, any team would have, like, I think Liverpool alone, again, the same team, people that said, oh, why are you celebrating a Carabao Cup, right? Liverpool is prime example one. They celebrated their Carabao Cups, right? Uh, the, the year they won it, the domestic double, not the tri- not the title year, obviously. But yeah, no, I, uh, we'll keep that there. We could go, obviously, one to it. That's just a dumb comment by him. That's just obviously. I get it. It's out of frustration, out of anger. Sure. I was going to give you credit because you played incredible. Yeah. But screw you. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I alluded to it earlier. Let's close it out on this note. The refereeing has got to be better. You cannot tell me that even if that was... Okay, first of all, what we're talking about is at the, literally the 93rd, 4th minute, uh, the closing stages of the game. Ball goes out of bounds. It was off Salah. The replay showed it. I was off Salah. Ref slash linesman, but more on the ref, gave it to Liverpool. Dalo got pissed, threw his arm around. Like, you want to show passion and everything. You want to be annoyed in this situation. Okay, you give him a yellow. First of all, stupid if you give him a yellow in the first place. You give him two yellows in a span of 10 seconds. Because he did it twice. Yeah. Obviously, I don't. again, people are saying check his fandom and stuff because he's apparently a Newcastle fan. I'm not going to even get there, which is a whole different debate. Than but he didn't have it. Like, he was... He wasn't the great ref either that game. Yeah, he had missed so many calls. Obviously, there were a couple on Hannibal. I could remember there were, there were a couple the calls. yellow was not a yellow. A yeah. Foul, foul, okay, you know on a foul, okay. I could through. see why he gave the yellow there, kind of, just because I it was just, a follow-through. Yeah. But, yeah, like, honestly, there were some calls, even for Liverpool, like... Um, and uh, uh, for United, like I'm saying, both ways here. Like yeah. it wasn't, it but wasn't the, the best officiated game. Explain to me in the 93rd minute when the game is zero zero. You give two yellow cards. You and it's just on Liverpool's attacking end. Of course, Dallas gonna be pissed. And then it's not even like you were right. You were wrong. Exactly. So I hope they. I mean, I, I love Juan Bissaka, so he'll probably fill the role well. But I hope it gets rescinded. It's not. <laughs> like, He's still gonna get if one they game. Appeal it and rescind. No, because if you appeal it and re, it could get rescinded. Is my like he won't miss it. I think he's still gonna. I think it's like unless he said something crazy that we yeah, don't know. But it didn't look like it that. But I think he's, he's still gonna get yeah. one game. I, I, I Honestly, the way that um, uh, the how much games Dallas was playing, just take your one game off. <laughs> like how many games are Dallas playing, bro? Yeah. Focus. <laughs> no, I know. Sorry, I was focus. Yeah. <laughs> right? Maybe uh, a TV there wasn't the greatest idea. <laughs> yeah, because you, we we're keep on looking there. Yeah. Um. No. I. The referee's got to be fixed, man. Like, I don't get it. Like, obviously, I pay attention to Man United games. That's the games we mainly watch. I know you try to... We try to tune into the other league games, the big ones especially, but I don't see there's a, a big issue in the Champions League as much mm-hmm. as I see it in the Premier League because obviously there's different governing yeah, yeah, bodies, yeah. right? Um, 
Yeah, I'm not saying Champions League is perfect either. They have their own issues there. Because like, I think what annoys me is the consistency from a Champions League handball to a Premier League handball or a foul from there or a yellow there. And obviously the technology in VAR is obviously the case. But um, that being said, though, yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, make it make sense. I think ever since that Liverpool shit happened, they've just been getting beneficial calls because of that situation against Tottenham. Yeah, but like, yeah, sure. Nothing really major happened, obviously. There was no, like, big calls. or like, a penalty or red yeah, card yeah, thing. Yeah. But, like, these little things, right, you're, they get frustrating because when you're clearly in the attacking end and you get, your guy gets fouled, yeah. you don't want the free kick, especially when the other team's about to counterattack on your ass. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, we'll close it out there. Um. Nothing much else to say, but like I said, uh, first of all, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. We have a banger guest video coming out this Saturday or Sunday, depending on technology. But it should be out for Saturday. Uh, so make sure you guys tune into that. Uh, make sure you guys follow our socials. Uh, almost at 100 on TikTok. Help us reach that. Um, and uh, we are dropping challenge videos, blind ranking videos, draft videos, etc. So you subscribe to the YouTube shorts. He's been killing it on those. Uh, the intro videos, the voice actor Joven over here. Uh, um, and yeah, make sure you guys just like, comment, and subscribe. Audio listeners, make sure you guys rate and review it and download it. And other than that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.